A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Matchball podcast for the Brentford game. With Levi Solicitors, 10% off your legal fees when you mention the square ball. When you inquire, it's levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanton. Hello. Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. So then, uh, it was daft racist Kiko Casilla won, Leeds United won at Griffin Park. Uh, are we feeling a little bit happier now? I think we should do after that. It was a good performance. Good team. Us, aren't we? It's all right, if which we could, helps. If we could just stop giving teams a one-goal start, that's, it would be a big advantage to I'm us. almost at the point where I don't care anymore. I'd say let him do it. <laughs> if that's what he wants to do... Well, I mean, we are doing. Yeah, just let him carry on. There's nothing... He's not going to be persuaded. It's like... He also has said post-game that he supports his decisions. Yes. Whatever that, whatever that means. Wondering well, whether he supported his decisions at Charlton when he was making those uh, decisions that had him... Uh, reported to the FA. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do. Let's do Casilla in the middle because, again, we've said in recent weeks we need to do the shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. So good, bad, good. First things first. I thought we were really, really good tonight. Even the fact that you know the, the speed with which they recovered from the, conceding that utter aberration and recovered from the Forest game as well. Yeah, we recovered recovered from it faster than Nottingham Forest did mm. for a start. Beaten by Charlton. I thought, as you said, all this gets. As you referred to on podcast one six eight that we did earlier on Moscow, and the match ball, the return of Calvin, absolutely instrumental because he bossed midfield and Click was fantastic tonight as well. And not only that, he made Ben White better and he made Stuart Dallas better because they could play in positions that they should be playing in. Yeah, I think it really the thing did with, help. The weird thing with Phillips playing in that position is a lot of the stuff. It seems to. He seems almost lucky that the ball ends up with him all the time. The amount of times he's just stood in the right place when the ball drops. But it's not luck, is it? No, it's just no. it's just dead good and awareness. Yeah, and there's uh, there's yeah. intent as well. And it's, there's times when it doesn't always come off, but he gets the ball and he starts charging forward with it in ways that Ben White can run forward with the ball from defence. But um, Phillips just knows what he's doing in that position. When when uh, Bielsa picked him out off the videos and said, "All right, I'm going to have to sub you off after half an hour a few times," um, as I wish he'd done with our keeper, but you're going to be brilliant at this and uh, and he is and it wasn't a case of players sort of getting more credit when they're out of the team it was a, a case of um, Calvin Phillips being really critical to us getting promoted which we are going to do it's such a crucial position that one as well in front of the back four that if you mess it up there your distribution or you miss a tackle or whatever you put the team in a lot of jeopardy but you never feel like he's going to do it and it does happen very occasionally from time to time but you have such confidence in Phillips to be there and do the right thing the the defence seemed under considerably less pressure, particularly in the centre, than than they have in recent weeks. And I think you can you can pretty much attribute that to 
the presence of Phillips. And bear in mind, this is you were what were they referring themselves as the BMW or whatever <laughs> you were saying. They, they, yeah. I mean, they do have three very good attacking players there. It all looked very ordinary tonight. And besides the odd little, they looked fairly dangerous running at us at points. But as a unit. Didn't really do anything. They, they never got in behind us where you thought, oh my God, we're in trouble now, did they? They were like that, that long crossfield ball, I think, at one point that went out wide and you thought, oh, bloody hell. But um, other than that, really, really solid. I thought Dallas was great at fullback as well. Yeah, and ailing on the other side. It was back to the days of earlier in the season when teams just weren't getting in our box and weren't getting chances. And I, I remember the first 10 games or so of the season I was counting when there was matches where teams would... would, would complete one pass in our penalty area in, a, in an entire match, which is ridiculous. And we were kind of back to those kind of um, numbers today, which is good. I mean, we didn't offer a massive attacking threat throughout. Well, we um, had Bamford up front, so, you know. But we didn't, I don't think we really supplied him particularly well. No. And when we did, he didn't make the most of it. But even still, it wasn't, it was a game that was sort of won in midfield, but we never quite got the heights of having chance after chance after chance, did we? But I thought, um, yeah, midfield absolutely bossed it today. I thought Click was fantastic as well as Phillips. He's really, really sharp and just, it's got such intelligence on the ball as well, Click. Again, rarely makes a poor decision or mistake. The left-hand the left hand side as a whole was very strong. Harrison, while he is very frustrating, he does a lot of incredibly good stuff and his, his control and the way he can, he can beat men if they're in tight spaces is very impressive. And he can take corners, it turns out. Which we, I don't think we knew until today. We should maybe give that a shot then, shouldn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and that, that was a good corner that he took that led to our goal. We scored from a corner, didn't we, technically? Was I mean, it? their keeper had a bit of a Kiko on it, didn't he, which, which helped us. And it made us feel better about him as well. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, him as well. I don't know if there's any truth in it, but somebody mentioned that they went to the same like, sporting college or something. I don't, I don't know if there's any truth in that, but I just saw it in flicking through Twitter tonight. I love it if they were actually long lost brothers and they only realised at the end of the game today where they both went to each other to say oh bad luck with that mistake and then they just saw a, a flash in the other, the other man's eyes of like recognition <laughs> saw saw the eye his, his mum's eyes be, behind his expression it's like brother no but I, they told me you were dead <laughs> <laughs> and look we both ended up here doing shit things in goal they had uh, I've looked it up actually Brentford had six uh, out of twenty successful passes into our penalty area today. We had 12 out of 31. So we were in their penalty area twice as much as them today, which is a little bit more like it, isn't it? Do you think uh, Bielsa's been a bit tongue-in-cheek saying we played better today than we did against Brentford? He's, uh, against such, Forest, he's, he's such a contrarian. He's just, he's, he's just taking the piss of us now by saying, he's come out post-game and said he supports Kiko in his decisions and we were better against Forest, which was pretty much universally accepted as our worst performance of the season. But he's just gone, no, no, up yours, everyone. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. Um, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing the the full version of what the hell he's talking about there. Um but because we were not better against Forest, that's that's nonsense. We were poor against Forest. And tonight we were everything that we feared had gone forever at Forest. That's the thing. I think that's what's good about tonight. You know, we didn't win, which is annoying and it's even more annoying that it was self-inflicted the way that it was. But um again keeping sort of a a little bit of a, a lid on things. Maybe they might have scored in a different way and um, yeah. a draw. We did have yeah. twice as many chances as them as well as being in their box twice as many uh, times as them. So it does feel like we could have won that, but a draw against a team that's um, 
top of the playoffs that could have gone ahead of us tonight, wasn't it? So we've kind of, we've kept them in their little box and got out of there, but also just restored the idea that um, from 2 to 11, this team are fine. Mm-hmm. Even with Bamford up front, even with Helder Costa not being uh, £15 million worth of, of winger yet, even with all the little things that you could kind of pick out and complain about, you could just say, we're a lot better than them. Yeah, and they're not, they are not far behind us in the league. And it was, I don't know what commentary you had. Obviously, we were watching this one on the, the telly box. I had the, the pleasure of, uh, of the Brentford They were very people. reasonable, actually. Uh, they were gushing towards the end of the first half where they were saying, I mean, they were trying to big themselves up, saying that we were watching two Premier League standard teams here. But they were very uh, ready to admit that Leeds were just much, much better than Brentford in the first half. And that... Uh, uh, much, much better than any team that comes to Griffin Park and, and plays them. And we get that a lot with people who don't see us play every week who aren't micro-analysing every touch that Jack Harrison makes and, and every shot that Pat Bamford balloons over the crossbar from the edge of the penalty area because he's useless. Um, they just they just see the team fresh playing against their team and go, whoa, they're fucking good. Which you... you we are. Nobody did on Saturday because we weren't, but we're back to what we consider as Leeds fans about, we're probably all giving that like, yeah, good seven out of 10 performance. And people like Brentford's commentators looking at it going like, fucking hell, they're really good. Yeah, and it felt like a bit of a watershed moment, I think, tonight in terms of we came back from the aberration and we went to Griffin Park and everyone was convinced that that was a foregone conclusion. London uh, as well. To, we didn't win, but, you know, we came away Great performance, dominant performance, and a good solid point, I think, that even though we can be overtaken in second tomorrow night, I'm not particularly worried after that. After It's the performance, I think, that's been really important. You alluded to it earlier as well, To with the whole narrative of you know Leeds falling apart. It would have been very easy to do so after seeing what Casilla did. <laughs> because if I was playing in the same team as him, there would be a, a slight feeling of, well, what's the point of the rest of us even being here if you're going to do stuff like that? Especially when Ailing said on Saturday that the first goal had killed us and he must have been referring to the way it was conceived as well. Yeah, so to come back after that and just try and essentially go about sorting out someone else's mess mm. is what the rest of them had to do. I, mean, I, was, what, quite, I was quite pleased as well that when they, we did equalise, that at least I couldn't see from the cameras, there wasn't like a rush of players going to him. That was for you, Kiko. Well, do you know, we have a, I'm sure it was more an expression of we'd be fucking winning this. Well, you see... Uh, Ross Le- McCormack to Neil Warnock. <laughs> fuck off. Well, Liam instead. Cooper, Liam Cooper did go up the other end and I thought, What's, oh, is he going to Kiko? But he went to the fans, yep. staring straight through Kiko. Yeah, you can piss off, pal. <laughs> uh, just in terms of commentary, as I watched it on the Sky Red button, which, and it's standard definition on my Sky, mm-hmm. is, the, is the red button. So it was like watching it through a potato again, unfortunately. But commentator on that was all right um the co-commentator a few people have pointed out sounded just like chef tom kerridge so i was sat there thinking of good hearty pub food throughout whilst i was watching that game well it does a, a pub on each corner doesn't it so yeah. maybe maybe he, he owns some of those right let's let's talk about the daft racist uh we've we've got the nice bit out of the way at the start and what were your thoughts when he did that because we'd had you know, the first quarter of the game, it was exactly a quarter of the way in the game, wasn't it? And we played really well that opening 20, 25 minutes, and then he did that. It was get him off the pitch immediately. <laughs> and have don't it, wait. Don't wait. Execute him. Don't wait another second. Drag him off. Don't let him sit on the bench. Make him go and sit on the fucking bus. until he. And he in fact, don't even let him get on the bus. Just point him in the direction of King's Cross and just say, they, look, if you want to come back to Leeds... <laughs> <laughs> then it's that way. If you want to cancel your contract, that's fine also. Just to depress myself, I looked up 
in this first half how long a contract we gave him. Do you remember? <laughs> it was four and a half yeah. years. Four and a half years. Plenty so, of time. So in the next, he's going to be with us for over three years. Um, and in that time, he's going to earn over £5 million. I think um, part of that was, or at least it was presented as protecting his value in the transfer market, because even in the summer, no, you, when you laugh, but even after he did that against Derby, there were teams in Spain, bearing in mind we got him for free, um, just a few months before there were teams in Spain saying, do you want, do you want a couple of million and we'll take him back? Um, and I wouldn't be amazed if, you know, it's maybe what we're talking about this morning, this business of him actually, he is a Champions League trained player and people will just go, yeah, if you want a couple of million for him, he's got a good good record. Has he had a good season? Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, it's in the same way that Mark Hughes keeps getting management jobs, isn't yeah. it? Must be good because he's like he's managed other clubs he's done yeah, it before. We're second happen. in the league. I mean, he must have been, must be doing something right, eh? He, he had the, if you just looked at the uh, the first half of the season, he was the best shot stopper in the whole competition. So, you know, it's all there for him. Have you got, have you got Y Scout? No? Oh, <laughs> no. good, good. That's nah, a waste of time. Waste of time. You I did to... want him subbed off straight away. Um, there was some argument of like, would, yeah. it be, uh, would it be upsetting for him? Can you do that to good. somebody? Oh, I don't know how... I wanted to see him upset. I don't know how you could hurt him anymore after that. I don't know if... Be... I mean, the, th- the thing is with that, if you sub somebody off straight away, they're finished. Completely finished. If you sub him off at half time, there's an argument he's finished. Now, and there is a very strong argument for for him being finished at Leeds, but he won't be. He'll be in on Saturday. If he, I mean, I don't want to criticise Bielsa, but this is on him. If he keeps playing him, it is costing us points now because he's absolutely useless. I was thinking about this in, deep into the second half um, because the. the I think he should be dropped, like just to make that clear before I say from, anything from about what, what Bielsa from a, a great height. Um, and uh, they've got that shard in London, haven't they? That's quite high. I think uh, Spider Boy should just pick him up, extend his arm to its fullest, and drop him. That'll be enough uh, enough to deal with him. But I, yeah, I think. I mean, I thought he should have been dropped for this game, um, but that's why I tweeted before the match. Just like, right, whoever's in goal. I just want Leeds to win, which did come back to by me side because it turned out to be very important who was in goal. But that was just off our like, right. If he's the player that we're, we're going with, he's Leeds United goalkeeper. We carry on. Um, so I thought he should have been dropped before this game. Obviously, I, I doubly think triple times he should be dropped now. Um, but then I was trying to think, okay, is Bielsa going to do that? Well, how long did that mistake take? They say it only takes a second to, to score a goal. So he made a mistake that lasted for one second. I now need to do 90 times 60. He then went through 5,399 seconds without making a mistake. So Bielsa's going to be like, well, you know, the rest of his, his performance... Uh, 99-3, no one died. His performance overall was fine. But then deep in the second half, he had a, a goal kick that he just um, kicked... He went quite long with it. And Someone it just, died. It sailed. <laughs> it sailed out of play. And I was thinking to myself, I bet Bielsa would be more annoyed about that yeah. than the goal. You say that's, actually, you're saying he went that length of time without fucking up. I've got a note here, 53 minute. And he just says, Kiko, fuck me. Oh, yeah, when he... That one, yeah. Yeah, he, he went under the ball and then... In but, fairness, the referee was going to give a foul for that, but he allowed him to continue. But why is he why is he not just dealing with that in the first place? That's not... Well, there was the, he, the only, one. he only had chance to be fouled because he'd missed the first ball. I don't know why I'm defending the bastard, but there was the one before uh, he fucked up as well where the, um, he came running out of his penalty area and did a very good job of stopping a counter-attack with his feet. Mm. And you're thinking, he's back. This is good. That's what we want. And... So Bielsa can point to those situations and say, look, he did that fine. We didn't concede from a corner. This is okay. But the reason he 
well, one of the reasons he keeps him in is for that part of the defence to keep everything going so that the 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 attacks are built from the back. And if he's kicking the ball out of play for throw-ins, I think that might be more of a black mark against him than him than his ability to control the soft pass from Liam Cooper. Um, and that directly leads to a goal. So I mean, anybody who's ever played football has done it where you've just taken your eye off the ball for one second because you've I don't know you've had a look in front of you to see what's happening. Did you point out that the other the other five thousand seconds were all fine? <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. No one died. <laughs> to irate. The thing is, in football, every mistake is only really a second. Yeah. Exactly. So the, we're we're going into Bielsa's realm here. So that's why he just goes. It was one second. That's not you. On with the next game. Start again. Do all the stuff you did right. Do the other 5,399 seconds and not that. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Just picking up on Calvin Phillips' comments in the post-match presser. Uh, with good humour, it should be said. That's what Adam Pope is saying. Said it was an oh-no-not-again moment when Casilla made the mistake and added that he felt Kiko recovered well to play and pass with confidence from then on. They've spoken, moved on, and hope it doesn't happen again. Spoken. Yeah. Because they must have said something to him. Kiko, can you stop fucking doing this, please? Because it's starting to cost us now. Was there a point at which you, you felt sorry for him? Because I did. My initial reaction was blind fury. But then about 30 seconds later, I felt an overwhelming sadness for him. Uh, not really, no. He just, <laughs> he just stayed as anger. And then it, the anger probably doubled, tripled. Who, who knows what the multiplication factor was when I realised he was going to be getting another further £5 million from us for this sort of, of shit show. As I said, Robka was probably on about, what, three grand a week or something? You know, At least he was cheap to get rid of. We're going to be stuck with him for ages because I don't see anyone wanting to buy him now and everybody's going to want to buy him when he's uh, proven to be racist there's no no better uh, no better sales brochure than the one that Kiko's building up this season he's going to be in big demand maybe get the move to Russia or something <laughs> they don't seem to mind that sort of thing over there there's a few rich clubs so I mean we know Bielsa won't drop him probably uh, but do you drop him for the weekend? Yeah, I would have dropped him for this match, like t- I said. When players are going through a bad time, there's a time to support them. But then you go beyond that and you have to just be like, no, just Look, please get, I, the, get the fuck out. I need to give you a rest, yeah. <laughs> and it, we've gone so far beyond that with Kiko. The, the time to maybe support him was at Cardiff when he came for that cross that he shouldn't have done. Missed it, they scored. It kind of led to 
led to their comeback. That was maybe the time to say, all right, well, he's had a, he's been all right mainly this season. Since then, he's been an absolute disaster. Mm. He has cost us points in all of the what the last three games. Wigan was his fault. Um, Forest obviously near post, and then um, the this tonight. And Sheffield Wednesday that that was a a near post goal that he conceded. Uh, that that was their, yeah that was their first goal wasn't it so that's another game I mean you can probably point to more there are that many errors we can't even remember them all it is it is reaching Rahubka-esque levels where every single game he's doing something that leaves you going Jesus Christ how on earth is this guy playing I, mean, I think the sadness that I felt was almost a please just somebody save him or just put him down take him out shoot him whatever it's going to be just mercy killing just take him out of the, the limelight the only thing we can hope if he's not going to be taken out of the limelight it's a little bit like um, the attitude towards the Forest performance where it's just like look right okay that's as bad as you are allowed to be now Could just get that out of your system can you not do that anymore and then let's let's get back to being good that's the only hope for him apart from the hope for us is the um, that he'll just be banned and then the decision's done um, that's the one thing to to look forward to, um, because then it's a, you know, it's not even a question. We don't have to debate it anymore. We can argue about other stuff like who should play up front and all that kind of rubbish. Well, let's let's come on to that. And Augustan, because he came on again, looked a bit, should we say, leggy? Uh, is that fair to say? I mean, obviously, it's going to take him time to get up to match speed, but we kind of need a bit more than that right now. He, he was a bit unlucky as well. He came on at the stage of the game where the chances had kind of dried up already. We, the first half, we have, there were quite a few chances, and then my notes kind of run dry around seventy minutes, just because it, it, the game seemed like two teams happy to draw it at that point. So it was a bit unlucky. The, the encouraging sign I thought was that he does seem to want to shoot early. There were a couple of times where, admittedly, he was too late at shooting early because he's not maybe quite up to speed. But at least he shows signs of actually wanting to shoot, which we've said many a time just kick it into the goal and it is it's funny isn't it if he does come on let's say against Bristol for 20 minutes and and happens to bang one in that's either fortunate or, or one of our tap-ins you know from one of our famous cutbacks it will give him it'll feel like he's got an extra 10% of fitness in his yeah. body because of the adrenaline and it'll just push him on won't it same so, would happen if Bamford did it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of Bamford's performance tonight eh, I enjoyed him um, when he was uh, tussling with that guy in the corner I thought that was good um, but then when the ball was was it Jackie called, pulled it back across the edge of the penalty area and he just hoofed it over the over the crossbar and at the crowd I was thinking you got to do something better than that there was um, there was most of the chances tonight were actually because we didn't make many and that's why I think um, like any like huge judgments on how Bamford played or how Big Kev played are kind of by the by, because it wasn't a game where there was loads of chances being easily missed. But the ones, Jackie, when he dribbled across and didn't go for the penalty and then just had that weak shot where it was, it opened up in front of him and you're thinking, bury that, just stick it in the net. Would have been a great goal as well. That, that QPR fan was right, wasn't he? About it, about <laughs> Jackie's too, honesty. Yeah. That was, even the, the quite fair-minded Brentford commentators were saying he should have gone down there yeah. and he'd have had a penalty. Mind you, we've seen the Brentford players and they had a couple of absolute shocking dives in this game. So. Either either shoot that into the net or dive. <laughs> one or it wouldn't have been me. a dive. Like it was, it was, yeah. was definite contact there. It was not a... And it wasn't one of those contact there because the strikers moved his leg into a defender who's laying down type of contact. It was, he was fouled, but and, and then there was brave the one, Jackie. Uh, the one in the second half when Costa 
got away down the right and I was looking for him to play click in to score but the pass was kind of took click out wide and then clicks pass back to him wasn't really brilliant it was like deflected I don't think click I think click was trying to put it in an area as they're saying it got deflected back to Costa and he it was just another weak shot kind of straight at the keeper and they you know all the attention's on the striker but um, like Jackie against Sheffield Wednesday when he was a yard out and he he managed to miss it Um, him and uh, Elder Costa needed to yeah Costa had that shot as well didn't he where he should have done a lot better than he did when he broke through on the right hand side of the area edge of the area the one I've just told oh is that the one so I thought I don't listen to you do I (laughs) He had a diving header as well, which was not an easy Lee chance. Lee Chapman-esque, that's be- was, beautiful a, cross by Studer. Yeah, and then, um, uh, yeah, he was um, heading the ball from 25 yards and contorting his body to do it. It was very exciting. What, what Aiming think, for the top corner, too. What do you think of Costa? Because there's opinion on Twitter, if you follow that, seems to be a little bit split in that some of it's like, God, he's a donkey, and then other times, you know, a lot of praise for him. He looks really good. And you kind of get that vibe from watching him. He does some really good stuff. Then some stuff where you think, oh, you should have just done a lot better than that. That's about the description of him. He's, he's, right. he's probably all right. He needs to start scoring some goals though because he, he does seem to be getting a lot of the half chances these days and his end product isn't good enough. And he's, his crossing often isn't good enough either when he gets into a good position and he just seems to do some nice work to beat a fullback and then just hit it straight into a centre-back. He was doing that thing again today of, of thinking that he's playing against ghosts that he can just run through or kick the ball through and it doesn't work like that. I think he needs to review who these, these people in the different coloured shirts are and just work out a way around them. Yes, going going around them instead of just trying to go through their bodies. Just, um, just go back right to though. to go back to Bamford for a bit. I think the thing I find frustrating with him is he just never scores anything that isn't like an absolute hundred percent chance. Mm. Like I, I don't expect him to score necessarily any of the chances that he was given today. Like the cutback where it was hit over the bar, and I think he had a header that went over the bar as well. Yeah, but like, which you'd want a but bit just better. Sometimes, but yeah, sometimes one of those should go in. And I don't feel like they ever do. It's, I wait for someone to tweet me and say, well, look at all these that he's done this season. But mm. I feel like most of his goals this season are yeah. goals that he pretty much had to score. It's funny because there was, as well as that video of all his misses that was put together that people got uh, angry about, somebody also put together a, a video compilation of all his goals this season to say, look, they've all been shit. They've all been, uh, apart from, I think there was that header at Bristol at the start of the season. That was a, um, that was an easy header. Though, no, it was a good header. It, I thought that was a good goal. And then there was one um, looting away where he gets away and crashes it past the keeper at his near post. Then most of the rest of them have either been penalties or goals like against Millwall, like tap-ins mm. and, and close-range headers. And I look, I think we're up as a team. I can't remember the last time we kind of crushed the ball in from 25 yards where um, I can't remember what game it was. I saw a little bit of a um, some championship match on on highlights and just noticed that this no-mark idiot player who doesn't play for Leeds and can fuck off um, <laughs> just ran through the middle, like broke through some defenders and a uh, keeper was about to come out and he just shot past him in the top corner from 25 yards out and I thought, oh, that's good. That's pretty good, that. <laughs> well, I guess that's why you've got Augustan, but we, they, we need to start playing to his strengths as well because it's very, it's always very compact. We always face a very compact defence, don't we, because of the, maybe the style of play and maybe this is the complaint that I've had in the past about us not moving it through the lines quick enough. Uh, we did that a lot better tonight, I thought. We played a lot more intensity and a lot more purpose, didn't we? Um, 
more direct, not in terms of the balls we played, but in terms of the actions that they did, in terms of the directions they were running and the, the passes and stuff. It was nice. It was a little bit direct second half. It was, it's as many long balls as I've seen us play, trying to get in, like not just hitting it up to the big man type long balls, like diagonal balls to wingers, but but still not doing quite so much of the patient stuff through the middle. But, you know, that's fine too. We can do that. I don't mind it. As long as it's not, um, you know, Neil Warnock stuff. Mm. That's that's absolutely fine. Word on the ref as well. I thought the ref had a good game tonight. Not bad. He let quite a lot go, didn't he, overall? No, yet, were there any yellow cards? Mm. Not sure there were. No, I don't think so. The, the Brentford lads certainly wanted one early on. I thought they were going to go full Millwall where they were. Can't believe he's not giving him a yellow for that. But uh, they seemed to calm down after a while. Um, yeah, he was fine. I mean, I the didn't whole... really notice him, which is a good thing. Yeah, the whole thing. If Kiko hadn't done that, the whole thing was normal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. After all the the hysteria of the last week or so, and all the kind of anger and angst and and wailing and gnashing your teeth, that was just all right, wasn't it? It's just a normal game of football where it was two good teams. Either one of them could have won. I thought ours were better than theirs. And a draw was a fair result. And it keeps us second. It keeps them out of our hair a little bit. And and it's it's not three points. I would have loved a, a win, to especially to make up for what happened at Forest. But, um, and even if Fulham do overtake us tomorrow night, that's going to be annoying because, you know, it will hurt a bit to be out of the top two. But we've got another point. And that's kind of... What it's about now is just get the points from here and get to the end of the season and finish as high as we can. And if we keep playing and if we keep playing like that and it's normal and we have our best team with our best players, Dallas at left back looks like that might now be he's our left back now. So yeah. that'll be good. And then we've got that little bit Pervader can come in. We've got Augustine and Bamford can duke it out. I'm just not even gonna talk about the goalkeeper at this point. But that just makes me think, yeah, we can do all right from here because we don't have to play Brentford again. We don't have to play West Brom again. We don't have to play Forest again. Out of the top, the current top six, we've only got a game against Fulham to go, haven't we? Mm. Yeah. So that's that's good. So we've come through all that, all that lot ahead of them. Well, you look at what's what we've still got to play. Luton, who are bottom, Barnsley, Stoke, Huddersfield, Charlton, Middlesbrough. Uh, Reading, Hull, bottom half teams, all of them. Yeah, and the fact it is so compact at the top looks mildly terrifying when you realise that uh, there's one of about five teams can overtake you. But it also means that all those teams are still playing each other every week, and they can't they can't both win. Is, is this you b- believing a bit now, Michael? After that, no, don't be so down. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, that, sounded, yeah. that sounded a bit like optimism to me maybe a little bit it'll be completely crushed when I see the team sheet for the next game and Kiko Kassir is still in goal no don't you worry listen well, let's pick some heroes and villains from tonight uh, obviously Kiko's the villain <laughs> yes um, Calvin's the hero I would say made made such a big difference to us yeah and there's a, another villain uh, Pontus Janssen didn't I say earlier on he ain't showing up tonight is he you did you called it yeah yep. big game and he gave it plenty in his uh, his big interview 
before the the match about um, what he thinks. You know, oh maybe they'll get tired because I was tired playing for Bielsa last season, and then he was too tired to show up. Oh minor oh, didn't little, look tired, did we? Little injury. We didn't look tired. Didn't look scared either. Didn't look full of fear like Thomas Frank said. Thomas Frank has been asked about that. Apparently, he has replied with uh, with good humour when uh, Graham Smith. Uh, Asked him, and uh, I don't know how many times uh, Frank's asked him, asked him to repeat the question. Uh, <laughs> Poor Graham. But um, Graham asked if uh, Leeds played with the fear he suspected they might. He laughed and said that Leeds will probably think it is a fair result. Somebody else asked a follow-up on that, and Frank said, I don't do mind games. It was very well done by some of you journalists taking things out of context. It sounds like from his next tweet that he might have been saying that with a, um, a sense of humour. Of uh, he knows damn well what he said, but he would just say, "Oh no, you were taking my words out of context." Um, but he can still fuck off. He's a he's a villain, and uh, <laughs> I hope they um, uh, they stay down in this division so that they can sit in their demolished stadium and weep. <laughs> what about heroes there? Apart from Calvin Keek, uh, no, not Keek. Oh, good God, no, no, sorry. Uh, the other one, Cleek, is what I was thinking about. Cleek was very good. He's my uh, my sub hero. Yeah, he uh, was good, and he don't miss a game, does he? Let's have the Brentford commentators as heroes because I think it's the only time I've watched a Leeds game with opposition commentators and not wanting to have them um, strung up by the end of it because they were actually very fair in the in the main. There were there were some dives that they did that they went, oh yeah, he's gone down a bit easy there. There was some good stuff we did that they praised. It was it was weird to, <laughs> to hear it actually, and this, you know it made for a more pleasant experience because that normally just riles me. Adds to all the anger that I've got building up past watching a Leeds game. I'd like to preemptively uh, sort of um, a suspended nomination uh, on good behaviour, like a good behaviour bond for Andrea Ratrizzani. It's 10 to 11 now. If he makes it through, I'm going to be generous and say through lunchtime tomorrow without tweeting anything then he can he can have a hero nomination. He's not going to be the hero, but he can have a nomination for it because I'm sure as they're, they're probably leaving the executive uh, uh, suites at um, Griffin Park at Griffin Park now, and you know getting a getting a last volavon before they they get on the uh, get on the bus home. He's probably there, and they can see him toying mate, with his phone. Mate. Radrizani is not getting a bus home. <laughs> well, one of them, like executive Humvees or whatever, he's probably just toying with it now and you can see him just do a little scroll and Kinnear starting to sweat, saying, just don't, don't say anything to them. Oh, I'm just thinking about what I might say. Don't. Fucking told you wankers to calm down, deny. Anybody wants to fight me. <laughs> See you on so, Saturday. So just, if he can get through the night without poking that nest, he can have a nomination for right. Hero because we don't we don't need it. It's been good. Let it speak for itself. Um, unless he wants to tweet and say he sacked Kiko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in which case, then we might review that uh, criteria for uh, giving him that nomination. We don't mind if he sacks Kiko. Is that fine? Yes, that's fine. Oh, good. Right, well, listen, we're going to head off into the night now. Thanks for listening to this one. Back later in the week with the Phil Hay Show and then the match ball after the Bristol win at the weekend. That's a win for us, by the way, not for Bristol. I just want to stress that. Thanks at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 10% off. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.